0: Welcome to The Actor in the Actuary, as we three guys in opposite states talk about our careers, our life, in completely three different worlds as we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, and what we're doing, and if it means something.
1: Woohoo, Man, coming out of the gun, shooting our guest of the evening, Benjamin Sane. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff.
2: That was great. Uh I mean we should just use that intro. It's uh that's better than our usual intro. I like just it. Just
1: patch it in every single week, swap us out, use Ben, pay him residuals, we're good to go. <laughs>
2: that's how it works in the showbiz. All right. Well, Ben, before we get started, any uh what have you got any questions for us here?
0: Yeah, I've got a question. What are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? What
1: are you drinking? What are you drinking?
0: we've got someone who's listened
2: to this uh, show before.
1: Oh, wow, two bonus points for you. All right. Well,
2: uh <clears throat> I can go first here. I've got a uh, a Jim Beam classic highball. Ooh, it's a uh, bourbon Ooh. and seltzer. It's quite delicious. It's on the rocks as you can see here.
1: Yeah, I can see it. That looks good. Mm-hmm. Um I'll uh, I'll follow that lead and I'll tell you I am uh drinking some some hard uh whiskey myself. This is uh Kayo, it's a japanese whiskey Mm -hmm. i never had it before but my uh my boss uh got it for me as a christmas gift so cheers to you guys what about you benjamin
0: i have a pomegranate thyme vodka spritz that we discovered on new year's eve and i decided i wanted one tonight
1: okay i have (laughs) to say you have put more effort into your drink this evening than i have total i do pours of wine or whiskey or beer
0: i know i listen
2: question Question. did you make that or did betsy make that
0: uh it was a group effort okay Uh, all right she was a little bit frustrated that i told her about 14 minutes before the podcast started that this is what i wanted (laughs) all right
2: well um ben thanks for joining us um you know we asked you what topic you wanted to discuss tonight. So uh, what, what topic do you have for us?
0: My topic tonight is what's the point of church. And, Mm. um, I wanted to talk about it tonight because we've been asking that question in our house. I've been asking that question, uh, with friends and, um, thought it'd be a good time to discuss it. And, and, See what we can figure out. See if we can solve some world problems today.
2: I love it. That's deep. Well, well I am happy to tell you, I you know, you did give me a little heads up on this. So I asked around. I did some research. And I actually did find the definitive answer. Oh, perfect. Uh, the, the point of church is the steeple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the best fun I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh uh, good, good, good. Well <gasps> fall when I, downhill. When here. I say
0: friends, I mean mainly just you, Aaron, that I've talked <laughs> to
1: <laughs> I have uh, one bone to pick here. Oh. Um how come you're talking about show titles uh without me? I didn't know I didn't know what the show was about. Ooh.
2: Well we spent New Year's Eve together. So <laughs> <laughs> oh in the bold north? In the bold north.
1: Bold oh. North all right, fine, fine. fine. Also, nice. here's just
2: a fun tip. If you ever uh, spend the night at a friend's house and you want to annoy them, get a bunch of little confetti pieces that their kids can throw around so that they are finding it for days.
1: No, it's not going to be days. I've done that before and I have found them a year later. <laughs> They're awful. They get everywhere. You'll find them in shoes. You'll find them in socks. You'll find them in the weirdest of places. They they never leave you. I have moved and I've, I've moved with them. It's, it's the worst.
2: <laughs> you're welcome. Perfect.
1: Well, okay. The point of church. I, I like this. I like this topic. Um, do you have, you want to lead us off Ben? Uh, it seems like you're bringing the topic. Why don't you bring the first punch? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I can do that. I, I think it's hard. And like, the reason I want to talk about it is because I think there's a lot of nuance to the topic. And especially just like given some of the experiences I've had over the last several years now with church and the reason that I'm, I'm asking a question now. So I guess I've got to go back kind of far now. Um, as you both probably know, I've had one, one pretty terrible church experience, but we left a church that we'd been at for about 10 years and it was, it's really hard. Um, the reason we left that church was because of a rift with leadership ultimately. Um, but throughout that experience, uh, it, to summarize it, we, we felt like we were gaslighted, misled. We, we felt crazy by the time we actually left. Um, and that was, that was really hard to go through. And like, I can hear everyone saying, well, Ben, that's not a, that's not a good reason to give up on all churches altogether. Okay, fine. Um, I think that's a okay point, but I, I think that we need to start like questioning why we feel that churches need to be run the way they are. Um, why do we accept churches in their American state right now in their evangelical state and just start asking some of those harder questions and, and see what comes out of it. Mm. So, so I guess that's where I'm at. That, that's a summary. I could go into a lot of detail, but I'll leave it there for now.
2: Well, I mean, I would say you're definitely not alone in being hurt by a church. I think there's a lot of people out there that have been hurt by a church. So, you know, I don't think it's an isolated incident.
1: Yeah. And I'm sorry that you've experienced that. Um, Church is messy. It can be real messy. I mean, it's equated to any organization or business. Businesses are messy. Um, And we have this, like, hope that they're not. And we have this desire because of our commitment in our investment financially as well as physically as well as emotionally and of course spiritually but um you start to see these leaders uh, our spiritual leaders and then all of a sudden it's like you said being gaslit or having massively different viewpoints or feeling like you're, there's crazy making happening I, i'm sorry that that experience happened to you guys
0: yeah uh, it's it's made us question a lot what we what we want in a leader or, or or if we should even have a leader, um, Mm -hmm. in the form of a pastor, um, because, because ultimately, I guess the way I feel right now is that like, whoever has the pulpit or whoever has the like, uh, speaking ability or the charisma to, to have that position ultimately gets to tell the story that the way they want to tell it. And and that's too bad.
1: I have a, I have a question and it goes back to Aaron's Mm -hmm. pun, but in a serious manner, Mm -hmm. um, You know, what is the point of church to the point of what is, what do we find that we're supposed to get out of a church? What is the good of a church? And I'm talking about vaguely a church. What is the point in your guys' opinion of it?
2: Well, and maybe before we answer it for ourselves, I'm curious for that question. If you just pulled a random person Mm -hmm. off the street who may or may not be involved in a church, what do you think like the average American would say the point of a church is
1: <laughs> the average American? It's tough. That's <laughs> a tough question. I would, so I would, I I'm going to throw three answers at you. Um, <laughs> wow, that's good. Uh, so that the church can get money and function so that people get to know God and so that you can meet people.
2: I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of different answers for sure. Did you talk to somebody off the street? No, I did talk to some people. I, I talked to my uh, my aunt and my cousin. Shout shout out to them for uh you know yeah. talking through some of this with me beforehand. Um, but I would hardly call them average Joes off the street.
1: They're not named Joe.
2: No, they are not named Joe.
1: What, what
0: was their answer?
1: <laughs> yeah, what'd they say?
2: I think my my aunt's answer was that it should bring you closer to God. Mm-hmm. That should be the point of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, but another interesting point that she brought up that I hadn't really thought about was the purpose of a church might not actually be static. Like it can change throughout time. It can change depending on the needs of those in the community. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing.
1: I think it should change. I think it has to change. I think sometimes... The problem with that change is we're instituting business practices or spearheading leadership from a business mindset, which I think then sometimes falls prey to churches running like an organization that is business-led as opposed to an organization that is spirit-led.
2: Yeah, I I think that's true. And I think it's like, I I think a lot of times... uh, like the modern uh, American structure of a church is like a copy of something that it's been for many, many years. And it's just like, people keep doing it because it's easiest to copy it. (laughs) Um, And it's not necessarily working. Like, I I don't know about you guys, but like, for me, the the churches that I'm involved in, they're not necessarily my main community of friends. Like uh, they're not necessarily, I'm not, fulfilling like any mission of my life or like, I'm not serving God through that church necessarily. Like maybe I'm, you know, serving on the hospitality team at the church, but it's not like I'm doing things for the greater good at that church in general. Um, It's kind of just like this side thing where you go and listen to someone talk about God and you worship, but it's like not integrated into the rest of your life. And I think that's a, I don't know, I, I, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: I mean, I have, I have a lot to say and then I, I, but I won't say it all. I just want to give you a preface <laughs> of something and then I'm going to pass it back to Ben here. But my thought originally here is this is an interesting topic for me. Um, we've actually just swapped churches uh, after 10 years. I've been at this other church and I'm not going to say anything bad about the church I left. There's a lot of good people there. There's a lot of, you know, things that are good about that church. Um, however, I found myself having no community. And after a decade in a church, why do I not have community? Like you're saying, I I didn't have friends at the church. I wasn't hanging out with them. There was nobody that I went to and I was like, oh, there's my best bud. Not that a church has to be the place where you find your best of friends. But I was realizing that for whatever reason, there was a lack of growth in many areas of my life, spiritually, unfortunately, being one of them, part of my own process or my connection with the church or the way we were all kind of going about church as family. And, but also there was no connection to people and friends. And I started questioning that and trying to figure out why and what, what could happen differently. And ultimately, you know, prayed for a long time about it. The Lord led us to a new church, very specifically this new church we're in love with. It's a fantastic fit. There's um, so much that's right with it. I find a lot of growth happening spiritually and in ways that I didn't ever feel was happening previously. Now there's changes of life and patterns, and kids, and a whole new you know way you look at life. But there was a change institutionally that has massively helped me um, in the church process. Now I would assume that to be a little different with you, Ben, kind of kind of what you were saying. But I think there also is a lot more layers to this conversation that we could dive into here.
0: Yeah, I think that. Uh, like one thing I heard a long time ago was that uh, if you find yourself not growing at the church that you're at it's a good time to to start looking and I kind of held on to that for a while. Um, I was very adamant when we left our uh, church of almost 10 years that I was gonna keep going to church like I, I made it a point to try and find something and we did for a while we found some stuff that worked and like I'd say that we found decent communities um, but, but maybe, in, Nothing like what we had at the, at the previous one. I was telling Aaron a while ago that there are a lot of things that in the midst of being a part of that church, especially after I started working for them, that I feel like I missed out on in my regular life, my, my community that I, that I still hold really dear. And, and like, those were times that I just wasn't going to get back. So like community, we had really good community. I missed out on some things. We found another community, another church, and that was good for a while as well. But um, the church just ended up not being a good fit. Like in the midst of all of this, there's other things happening where we're like, well, do, do we actually believe what this church is teaching? I'm not saying you have to be like 100% on everything your church is teaching necessarily, but there just started to be some very big things that we didn't agree with or or didn't know where we stood on. And so like, I think it just delayed this <laughs> delayed the church search um, full disclosure like we're going to a church right now we, we even have like a, a community there that that we enjoy hanging out with but i'm not sure that we would call them family um, the way that the way that we might have with our previous community we definitely don't think of them as family like we think of you guys as family um, and so i think for me a community is a big part of church even more than maybe teaching or leadership
2: yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, like, you know, you go back to the first churches, you know, that you can read about in Acts, and obviously that was all about community, right? Those people living together and sacrificing for one another, um, really for, for the good of each other and for all those around them. You know, you go back not quite as long ago, like even, I, <laughs> I'm making this up, but like say 100 years ago, I'm guessing that most people went to churches that were in their neighborhood, and it was a community church. So now that's for the most part, not true. Most people drive to a church and most people have a church that is closer to them than the one they're going to. And so, um, it's kind of changed in some way. And I didn't really, I've never really understood like, okay, Jeff, we live kind of far away. So I can see why you and I don't go to the same church, but like, Ben and I, we live within driving distance. I've got other friends that I'm close to that are Christians and we all go to different churches. And what the heck is the point of that? Like, you know, we should be in community together serving a similar purpose. And uh, I don't know. That's one thought that I've always had that never made sense to me.
1: Well, When you look at the Jesus model, I mean, look at his disciples, you know, he's setting up the church body the believers of friends and even still had his own little smaller discipleship group of his favorite too, you know? And it's like, that was like the, where the most intimate sharing and and being with each other was. And then the greater 12. And I think that model that, Hey, we are close. We are called together. We are friends. We are in this has been lost in the organization and institution of church.
2: I would agree with that. (laughs) I mean, you know, like I, I, I can say that I'm not plugged in to like, I don't have as deep a connections with the people at my church that I wish that I had, but the truth is like, I, I don't have room for it in my life. Like I've chosen deep connections with people already and yeah, I could always probably have a, you know, spend a little bit of time, prioritize a little bit other relationships, but you know, to do that, you have to take away from other ones. And so, um, I don't know to me it's like always oh yeah well we just haven't spent enough time trying to get plugged in trying to find community but i like you know unless you're willing to give up some of your current relationships i don't know that you really can yeah one interesting thing from the pandemic with a lot of churches you know doing their services online and all that um it made this question go through my head curious what your thoughts are like you know a lot of people might might say they go to church like well what's the point of church well it's worship and preaching. Um, well, when you can get both of those things online, um, mm-hmm. you know you can you can worship in your living room. You can hear any preacher from all over the world say wh- exactly what theology you think is right. Like you can listen to it there. Like then does does it really like? Can't you just do that and get your community elsewhere? Or like mm-hmm. I mean, it maybe community is the biggest p- part of the church that matters.
1: Yes, maybe it should be. I also think, from an institutional perspective, you're not going to get people to tithe from afar. Then again, you talk about if you're all online, then you're not going to have the overhead. There's like a, <laughs> there's a, you know, a balance of that of like what defines church. Um, but yeah, I I would say that there needs to be that tangible understanding that you're being poured into that there's change happening, that there's growth happening spiritually, there's growth happening in your family. You're getting support. Like you're fine. Like as practical as it is, but you're like, you're finding babysitters. You're finding people who says I'll come alongside you and you're, you're in pain you're hurt. Like I'm there for you. Like I will actually see you outside of this building. And I think that is happening a lot less.
0: Yeah. I would say, I'm not sure that I've actually gotten that sort of support ever from a church. Um, I've gotten that more from, uh, you guys than I have from the institution. So, um, which is interesting because we
1: know each other from a church. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I think that's an important factor because Uh, our church growth in our growing up wasn't necessarily perfect. I think we can all pinpoint wasn't, wasn't at all. Perfect. And we can say what was and wasn't, but at the same time here, the three of us are in our thirties talking about the point of church coming from an organization that was itself church and the things that made it, I think church bound and successful wasn't the sitting down and listening to the service and worshiping. I think it was. The youth groups and the crossfires and the things that created community, the overnight lock-ins, things that we've (laughs) talked about on this podcast, things where it was like it was intentionally creating community outside of 10 to 11 between the four doors.
2: So if you have a community, what's the point of going to a church?
1: I mean, it's a good point. I think there's things that can happen within church that maybe are not in those categories that you can find prayer you can find support you can find things that do exist you can find a kids program or a ministry a men's bible study or a women's bible study or something but a lot of times those fail especially from a you know from a wild west perspective um we have a very transient state so people are in and out and i remember being in this bible study when i first got here 10 years ago i was thinking gosh this is amazing this is fire like i'm so connected and then all of a sudden the next year there's two of us left in the entire group everybody moved out of california and i was like what the heck and so now what now i'm expected to go and like reinvest myself tell my entire story again like understand like be build more support like it, it's hard and i think that happens within the church body everywhere
0: yeah I think it was really hard um, with the pandemic to not have childcare. I I think that's one of the biggest things we missed about church is not having childcare. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It was because like, we didn't have an hour by ourselves to listen to a message on a Sunday morning that that was rough. Um, And so like, I I think that kind of fed into the idea of like, what, why why do we even have church? Like, I'm just going to sit on my couch anyway. Now Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to, listen to a message at this point but again if we if we wanted to we could replicate that model in a in a smaller way right um because even at the large church someone's sacrificing sure something to take care of children so like that maybe that looks like a small group of people getting together to listen to something uh or watch something uh while um a group of them takes care of the kids Mm -hmm. uh But they can get something out of it that Sunday. So, yeah, I think it's a really good case for why go to church, the institution. Um, But I think it can be replicated in other ways.
2: Yeah, I think there's too many people, and myself included, wanting to find the easy way out. What's the easy solution? Well, you know, I can be a good Christian by going to a church um, instead of, you know, here's something that I can create on my own. Here's how I can be intentional with my community um uh, i don't know i'm painting church in a bad light uh i I mean I, i think a church is a really good thing but honestly like it requires the least amount of effort
1: let me um give you a quick uh counterpoint to what i had felt like i was experiencing church to what i am experiencing now and it's a little bit of a vulnerable whatever i'll just be vulnerable um but I'm in a new form of worship that I've never found myself in. Um, And it happened through the pandemic. Uh, We were kind of attending our current church and feeling again, like we weren't connecting, but also attending another church. Um, And the worship was just fantastic. Like the connection that I was feeling to the spirit through praising the Lord and worshiping was something I never really experienced outside of possibly trout Lake camp. You know, feeling that I was like very there and like on fire for the Lord. But the last year, year and a half have been incredible for me. And now into our new church, to feeling this kind of surrendering to the Lord through worship. So, from my perspective, while I love sermons and all of that, if I were to say there's a point of church, I think it's opening up this new form of spirituality through the point of worship. I have found a whole nother level in my faith based on praising him through music.
0: I think we all live in large enough cities that we have a lot of options and a lot of places to go. But what do you say to the person who like has the... The small, com- like the small community church uh, and that's, that's their option. Uh, they're, they're rural because you, you can't just church hop all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. But I think your experience is good and really special, but I, I don't think it's valid for everyone.
2: For sure. Not is the point you're making that like, there are ways that you can grow at a church through experiences that others help lead you into that you wouldn't be able to get to on your own. No, Maybe I'm not getting your point.
1: Yeah, sorry. My point is I was at a church for 10 years and never felt a connection through music that I'm feeling now that has happened both while worshiping via you know, home pandemic worship from a church far, far away. And also from now from a new church within four walls that I'm going to. But... There's an aspect to church that I think has been missed. And I think it's about the investment into the tools and resources and support of a worship band and finding like really spirit led people, spirit led worship leaders. Um, And again, to your point, Ben, it's like, well, I go to this podunk church because I'm from a podunk town with like not much resource and we can't invest into the high bells and whistles of music and all that kind of stuff. And maybe that's where you kind of define that there's another part of worship or that part of the ministry that needs to be found elsewhere, maybe online to another city or to another state or something, because there's something so important about the praising through music that I think churches don't value in the same. And that being a massive impact on my spiritual connection to not only the Lord, but also with the church that I'm attending.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think when people are looking for a church to attend, you know, that's usually the either the first or second thing that people are taking into consideration. Like, do I feel like I can connect to God through worship? Um, the other one being probably the theology or the teaching. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I think that that for me, in my experience, that's varied a lot from church to church as well.
0: Yeah. So, if you're looking for a new institution, like, what are you looking for in your church culture and in your leadership?
2: It's an interesting question. I think that I have never thought about it, <laughs> and I I think maybe I should have thought about it, but I never have. Like, it's never. I don't think it's ever crossed my mind. I wonder what leadership is trying to do here at this church, like. Um, you have to dig in a little bit more to find that out. Um, you have to work a little harder for that
1: information. I don't know that I've ever really thought about that. I think the Lord wants the best for our spiritual growth. And I, I don't think there's an answer outside of asking him. We asked specifically for a long time to leave the church. And finally we're given a word that specifically led us to an entirely different church that we had never really known of heard of and in a, and a word I'd never really used before and I the whole aspect of like asking the Lord what and where do you have us because he wants you to grow he wants us to like have connection with him and if we're not finding a connection that's not what he asked for us he doesn't have that in mind for us to attend something that is ripping us apart or feeling like we're gaslit or all of these things he wants his plans are good for us and they have a purpose. And so I don't have an answer outside of just keep asking him. And I think as I've been pondering
2: this, I think I could boil it maybe into four, maybe there are more, but four main reasons that churches exist. I think we've talked about all of them. Um, but you know for community, for um, connecting God through worship, through teaching, um, and through serving the community. I think that a a church can be effective at some or all of those, depending on the situation. I don't think that a church is necessary. You don't need to go to church to be a a Christian. You don't need to go to a church to serve God. Um, I think that that is an option, and that can help you achieve those things. But I think each of those things that a church does can be fulfilled in a different way as well.
1: Yeah. I, if you're not feeling called to a specific place and the Lord's not saying, Hey, go to these doors and go in, wait until he does. And in the meantime, find avenues that do the exactly what Aaron just said, (sighs) because that's the most important thing is draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. That's what he says. So like, Just draw near to him in that. And this is to everybody. Like, this is to myself, this is is to any listener. This is, he wants to draw near to you. And if that is, you know, institution, awesome. And if that works for you, awesome. And if it doesn't, then it means reinventing the wheel. Great. You're an early adopter to something that is very needed in our culture, redefining church. But I think it's important to say it's not something that you should sit on without the intentionality of those call it four points that Aaron said, which just happened to make a steeple. Um, <laughs> it's very important to be intentional in our spiritual walk inside or outside four doors.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think that saying all of those things and like learning how to implement them or experience them is, is really difficult. I, I think I'm a person who like tends to live in the gray quite a bit. Um, like I I ask a lot of questions. Um, I, (laughs) I, I don't take leadership at face value, especially not anymore. Um, and I agree with everything you're saying to implement all of those things in my, my own life is difficult. Um, but I, I also have a very difficult time trusting them to really anyone outside of close friendships and marriage. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that is a, will end up being a, maybe even a lifelong search where I'm maybe have a little bit more than a healthy dose of skepticism (laughs) around people that are leading these types of organizations. And uh, I'll just hang out with you guys.
1: You know what? You know what the best part of what you just said was though, because I wouldn't consider yourself to be a skeptic in that. You said it's a lifelong search for the search of good spirituality of good faith of good walking with the Lord. And like that, that's what he's asking for us. Like, that's the, that's the thing that I'm like constantly going back to is like, it doesn't matter what any leader says. It doesn't matter what a church says. Like, what is, what is the judge of the earth say about it? What is my connection with him? Like, and if in the end, like me and him are working it out and I am in this lifelong search to get closer to him the rest don't matter. And like, in the end, like, I'm going to go ahead and have a conversation with two guys on a podcast who are my friends, who I've met at church a long time ago. And here I am questioning the idea of church. No, no, no. You're not questioning church. You're questioning the American culture of church. This is church. We're, we're doing it. You're in it. And maybe just, you know, to circle back to the the
2: story you started with, You know, we're talking about what is the purpose of church and all that, but also like, yeah, there's, there are bad things too. Like a church can get off base and they can start thinking about themselves and, you know, maybe uh, a pastor wants to start making a lot of money or maybe they are concerned about having nice, a nice building versus other stuff, you know? Um, and just like in the same way that like, maybe you have a friend that comes over to your house and brings confetti. That's really messy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like relationships are not perfect. And in the same way, I think churches are not perfect. So yeah, there's going to be bad with the good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's unfortunately just an aspect of life.
0: We, we've built up this relationship over a period of so many years. Um, and, and I feel like that's probably missing from churches whose main goal is to grow, uh, (laughs) which is, I guess, noble in some ways and bad in others, Uh, like you're, you're growing at the sacrifice of possible growing community, uh, or you've got to be super intentional about it. And most churches aren't, I can confide in you guys, my, my struggles and uh, my, my issues with church, but like, I'm able to do that because of a, a very long relationship. And I don't feel like the, maybe I'm looking in the wrong spot. Maybe a lot of people are looking in the wrong spot, but I think people are expecting to get some of those answers and uh, some of that support from their actual pastor. Um, And that's probably not the case when you're talking about large churches.
1: That's exactly what should happen. (laughs) You should be known by your pastor. You should be known by the people in your church. You should be growing you should be all of these things. And it needs to be redefined. And I think that's my question for all of us. And, um, Aaron is going to tell you where you can email in about it, but would be to say, do you attend church? Do you want to attend church? Have you left a church? What is your opinion and viewpoint of church now? And how has it changed over the years? Uh, write us in and tell us, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to to kind of feel from the collective listeners is again, you don't have to give us your moniker. If you don't want to be part of the show, it's no problem. Just talk to us. Let's, let's see, let's open up this, uh, this chat a little further. Tell us what you're thinking. Uh, Aaron hit us. The actor in the actuary at gmail.com. Ben, a lot of hard questions. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, thanks tough, for having me. tough topic, uh, and I think a very necessary one. Um, Aaron's gonna leave us with this. See the church,
2: see the steeple, open the door, see all the people. I'm, I'm Jeffrey Larson, the actor. This has been Aaron Sorbel, the actuary.
0: And this is Ben Sane with no moniker.